This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, the title of this sermon is Mothers of Faith. Now, I'm going to say this to the men. Don't turn off because you could say people of faith. Amen. You could actually transpose it. So, so these points I'm going to go over this morning uh, can work for men too. Amen. So it, it's, it's just being a person of faith. And so we're talking about mothers of faith. I was inspired to look at some of the mothers in the Bible that, that, that changed history and that, that made a mark um, for their families in their generation. And one of the first mothers I want to talk about is Rahab the harlot. Amen. You say, oh, okay, I can say, uh, let me get politically correct here. Rahab the Jericho woman, okay, because she lived in Jericho, amen? And, and we know this, that uh, uh, Rahab was mentioned in the New Testament three times. And this is pretty amazing. So, so uh, Rahab, I, I, I coined her as the mother of courage. And I'm going to say this to you today, as a mother, as a father, as a person of faith, you're going to have to have some courage, you're going to have to learn to stand in some faith and, and be courageous and, and, be, and have courage. And I really believe every mother in here, every person that's, that's endeavoring to pick up their cross and follow Jesus, you've got to have courage. Look at your neighbor and say, get some courage. And so we see here in Hebrew, uh, we see here that her actions, that, uh, that uh, Rahab's actions saved her family got her in the hall of faith, and set her in the lineage of Jesus. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. A lot of people don't realize that. And so, you know, I mean, your faith will set you into a good place in the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? And so we see here in Hebrews eleven thirty one, 31, it says, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Amen. And so and then we see in James 2.25, likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by the works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. So we see that James is talking about faith without works is dead. And we see that she just didn't think about it. She actually did something. So let's look at this story here and get some points out of it. And it's, it starts off in Joshua chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. And we see here that, that Joshua is about ready to, uh, to take the city of Jericho. And I'm not going to uh, read the account of it, but I'm just going to talk to you about it. I think that's much better than reading it. I have it here. But uh, Joshua sends two spies out to, uh, to check out Jericho, to check out the land. And the two spies ended up in, in Rahab's house. You know, they were spying out the land, checking it out, seeing, you know, the temperature of the people, seeing what they were thinking. And, and they were, you know, they were just getting an understanding that the people of Jericho were, were in great fear because of the God that has delivered them out of Egypt, all the stories and all that. And so, and so they were getting revelation of that. But then the authorities found out that the spies came to Rahab's house. And so Rahab had to do something about it. Now, the Bible actually says that Rahab believed in the God of Israel. 
and that she, she believed that the God of Israel was the true God. So she left her other gods just to believe that. Amen. And so she knew that, 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 uh, that, uh, that Israel was going to overtake uh, uh, Jericho. And she went ahead and hid the spies. Amen. And so she hid the spies. And then the authorities came in and asked her the spy, uh, and said there were two men here. And she, of course, you know, uh, told them that the men were there. She didn't know where they were from. And to send the, and, and she said that they actually left and went towards the gate and told them to go towards the gate. Maybe you can find them and get them. And so for, for, by God's grace, they did not uh, come in and search the house. They believed her word. But she had the spies hidden up, up in, in the, on the roof uh, under some, some flax. And so, uh, so she was all prepared. Amen. For just in case they came in, she had the spies hidden. This is one key point. If you're going to be a mother of faith, you got to get prepared. you got to get ready for anything that comes down your pike. When I think about Yin being a mother of faith, she's always prepared. She, all, you know, she doesn't leave anything without her diaper bag. Without Everything has to be all set. Uh, the, the drinks, the food, the snacks. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And, and we can't leave. And then she has to have it like right at her feet in the car. I can't put it in the trunk. She has to have it all together, right? And she's always prepared for that emergency. So I'm going to say this, ladies and men, you always got to get ready. Get prepared for whatever might come down the pike. You're in preparation now. You don't know it yet. What, what do you mean by that, Pastor? You're preparing for the return of Jesus. Amen. You're getting your faith ready because Jesus is coming back sooner than we think. Amen? Amen. And so we know this, that, that Rahab, after, after the authorities left her house, Rahab barters for her life and the life of her family. And I'm going to say this, any good woman of faith, man of faith, you know how to barter. Amen? You know how to get a good deal. Glory to God. My, my mom, you know, she's a woman of faith and she'd call me. She said, I found a treasure. I said, where at? In the thrift store. Amen. Anybody go thrift store shopping in here? Amen. I'm telling you, she said, I found a treasure. I said, my, my brother George finds treasures in trash. God. I'm telling you, my, my other brother John had, had a, 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 one of his neighbors was giving away a lawnmower. Or throwing it away. I guess it's throwing it away. And so John took it. And, uh, and I guess he got disgusted with it. John did a couple of things. Uh, uh, replaced the oil and the air filter. And it runs like a brand new lawnmower. Amen. One person's trash is another person's treasure. Amen. And so, and so, and so I'm going to say this. Women of faith, people of faith know how to get the best deal. Who gets the best deals in here? God always helps us get in the best deals and know how to barter. So we see here that um, in Joshua 2, 12 and 13, it says, Now, therefore, I beg you. This is uh, Rahab speaking to the two spies. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that I have, and deliver our lives from death. 
So we see here, what was amazing about Rahab was she wasn't just worried about herself. I'm preaching today. She wasn't just thinking about herself because a lot of times the world thinks about themselves. Amen. We, we, we're, we're, we're self uh, we're, we're, we're self-focused, amen? We, we, we're all about self-preservation, amen? But she wasn't just thinking about herself, she was thinking about her family. And I'm going to say this, you know, most women of faith, um, and I'm including men too, amen? But if you're a person of faith, especially a mother of faith, you're always putting others first. I'm preaching today. I'm talking to somebody today. You know, whenever, whenever Yin makes food, um, she will make everything, and she's the last person to eat. Am I talking to anybody today? And so I, she was normally, I know, I guess she wants to get the food out of the way so she can enjoy her food, amen? But I noticed that she will wait, and she will make sure that the kids are fed. She'll make sure that I'm fed. She, t- she's, she kids with me. She says, I'm a short-order cook because <laughs> everybody wants something different in the household, and it's a good thing, like she was saying, was that she, she, in college, she was a short order cook. So it was in training for the Lambert household. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And she loves to cook. Amen. So that's, that's up her alley. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we see here that, that Rahab bartered not just for her own personal life, but she bartered for the life of her mom, her dad, her brothers, and her, si- and, and her sisters. And, 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 he, and she bartered, and, uh, and, and, and she, she, she was able to, to save her family. And I'm going to say this. A, a lot of ladies hold the line with faith in the household. I'm preaching today. Sometimes men aren't taking that spiritual place. I'm preaching today. Men, you're going to have to start standing up. Amen. You're going to have to start being the prayer war. Amen. I know I'm stepping on some toes right now. Amen. And uh, I think I have more ladies than men, so I, I'm going to get a lot more kudos. And, uh, and, uh, but, but men, you're going to have to start standing up because I think the ladies hold the line a lot of times in faith in the household. If it wasn't for my personal family, my mom and dad, I don't think my dad, my dad never went to church or very rarely did. My mom always went to church and my dad, he knew, he knew that he'd be sleeping on the couch if he didn't go to church on Sunday morning with mom. (laughs) Amen. So she was the thermometer to bring dad to church. Thank God. And we always had to sit up on the front row of the church. Amen. Amen. That was amazing. So, 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 uh, so, so my mom's faith had a big impact on the family. And I'm going to say this, that your faith can have a major impact on, on generations to come in your family. Amen. Uh, Rahab gives sound advice to the two spies. Uh, it says here, so, so the men answered her, our lives, I, I believe it's verse 14. So the men answered her, our lives for yours if none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall, and she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there for three days, until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. Now, this is really interesting. I mean, 
you got these two spies that are supposed to know what they're doing, right? And they, they, they're, they're, they're trained by Joshua. You think that they would know what to do. And then she's giving them direction. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? On what they need to do. Stay out there for three days. And I'm going to say good faith mothers know how to give advice. A lot of times uh, us men don't take advice. Sometimes I, my wife is trying to give me advice and I just don't take it. And she said, I, see, I told you, you know, or, you know, now she doesn't really rub it in like that. But I'm going to say this, that when you're walking in faith, uh, you have the Holy Spirit that's your counselor. And, and, and mothers of faith are like counselors. They know how to give the right advice. Glory to God. And she was able to give them the right advice to protect their lives. She protect their lives twice by uh, keeping her, them in her house and hiding them and then giving them direction, glory to God, uh, on getting to a place um, where they could be protected and get back to Joshua, the commander-in-chief. So in this day and age... We're going to encounter problems in marriage. Oh, I'm preaching today. In this day and age, we're going to have problems with our children. Am I talking to anybody today? We're going to be encountering some issues. We're, we're going to be encountering, there's, because we live in a world, and I, I know there's going to be times where we feel like giving up, where, where we feel like throwing in the towel with our children. Am I talking to anybody today? Sometimes we, we, we don't know exactly. We're, 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 we're kind of like, you know, as parents, we're kind of like doctors. We're, we're just in practice. Doctors are practicing medicine. They don't have it all together. They're just saying, well, hopefully this will work and hopefully we'll give you that. And according to the symptoms and maybe this and they're practicing and sometimes people die <laughs> because they don't know. I got, I got my, my sister-in-law here in Virginia, and she's shaking her head yes because she, she works in a hospital. She sees it all. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. She sees the medications being administered and people being helped and hurt at the same time. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. But God is so good. So, so, so I'm going to say this, that even though we do encounter problems and we do encounter these things, you're going to have to get some courage to overcome these things. And, and we know that Joshua was, was a, a man of God that was raised up under Moses. Moses was more of a diplomat. But Joshua is a military man. And uh, he was unproven. But God said, listen, you know, Joshua, you're going to have to get some uh, uh, grit. You're going to have to get some fortitude. You're gonna, you, if you're going to take the land for me, you're going to have to get some courage. And in Joshua 1, 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm telling you, sometimes fear will try to come into our lives. Have you ever dealt with it? Sometimes intimidation will try to come into our lives. But I love this. He he commanded a Joshua to be strong and of good courage. And I'm commanding every mother of faith to be strong and of good courage. Why? Because God is with you. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord thy God is with you. (laughs) 
Amen. Have you ever heard that song? I am not afraid. I am not dismayed. I'm walking in faith and victory. Walk in faith and victory. For my God, the Lord is with me. Amen. Should I, should I join the worship team? Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> so be bold. Be strong. For the Lord thy God is with you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what problem you might be encountering, God is with you. And you need to learn to be bold and be strong. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I love that if you, if you study this spirit of fear out, God has not given you a spirit of timidity or a spirit of cowardness. So that word fear could be being timid or being a a, a coward. Amen. I remember talking to my mom just the other day and she she would talk about my dad. You know, he's in heaven. And um, and I was talking to her about food and I said, Dad, Dad doesn't like salary. You know, he doesn't like that. And and he he doesn't like beets. He he cooked beets, but but he had a problem with beets when he was a kid. And I'm talking about courage here. And, uh, and so, so my mom was relating to me this story about how dad was like seven and he went to school and they made him eat beets. You know, he, he didn't want to eat the beets, and, but they forced him to do that and he threw up. And then he came home and told mama. And mama marched right, mama, my grandmother, marched right back to school and said, you don't tell him to eat anything he doesn't want to eat. Think about that. Woman of, of, of faith. I'm telling you, woman of courage. She just told the authorities like it was. And, you know, you're not going to make, make George, her son, eat any beets anymore. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, parents can get, you need to get some huspa. You mean, <laughs> well, I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> it might be Yiddish or, uh, amen. that means guts, amen? And uh, we got to get some courage. We got to get some backbone, not wishbone, amen? Glory to God. And so for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, amen? And then I love Isaiah 41 because when we're feeling intimidated, in, in, in the plights of life and when we're encountering things that we feel like we cannot, you can't control everything. You can't control your kids. Amen. But you can pray for them. Amen. You can't control what they do, but you can pray for them. But one thing you can control is your attitude. I'm preaching today. And so we have to learn to control our attitude. Isaiah 41.10 says this, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Glory to God. That's a powerful scripture in standing in faith. And and one more, I, I don't have this in my notes. Pray for courage every day. Pray for boldness every day. The Apostle Paul was a man that walked in the power and the giftings, had visions, and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. But he dealt with timidity at times. And, he's, and he asked the church for them to pray that he would have boldness so that he could speak the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so pray for boldness. Amen? Number two, mothers of faith. And so I coined Rahab 
as the, the mother of courage. Amen. Number two, mothers of faith um, uh, are, are faith, uh, they walk in faithfulness. Mothers of faith. So I, I, I coined this uh, two point mother of faithfulness. And so faithful, faithful, the uh, definition is steadfast in affection or allegiance. So if you're faithful, you're, you're, you're clinging on to and you're not letting go. I'm preaching today. Amen. So that you're, you're, you're putting your foot down and you say, that's it. I'm, I'm going to continue to do, even though things aren't happening right, I'm going to continue to follow God. Even though things may look like they're going down, falling apart, I'm going to continue to follow God. I'm going to stay faithful and true because my Lord and Jesus was faithful to the very end. He went to the cross. He despised the cross, but he, 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 the Bible says that he, he, he took on the sin of mankind so that we could have that relationship and walk in faithfulness. Now, I want to talk to you about Ruth. Amen. And Ruth, uh, praise God, uh, was a Moabitess woman. And uh, we know that uh, it's in Ruth 1, 1 through 5. And we know that the, the story here is that, uh, the, the, let me give you the characters, is Ruth and Naomi. Uh, Naomi is her mother-in-law. And then you have Boaz, the main characters in the story. And so, but, but uh, uh, Naomi and her husband, there was a famine in Israel. So they moved to Moab. And uh, they moved to Moab, and, and while they were in Moab, uh, they had two sons, and the two sons married Moabite women. And so in the process of time, uh, Naomi's husband died. And then in the, uh, and then, uh, in the process of more time, uh, her daughter-in-laws, uh, her two sons, died as well. So now, now it's Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws, and, uh, and we see that, uh, that, that now, now in that culture, uh, you really needed a, a, a man to be there to, to do hard work and, and to work the fields and all that. And, and if you were a lady that did not have a husband, if you were a widow, um, that means that you were in a bad situation. And so we know this, that, that uh, Naomi uh, didn't have her husband and, 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 and all she had was the, was the two uh, daughters, and then uh, so Naomi is feeling like God is dealing her a bad hand, and Naomi is taking this personal. God has dealt uh, bad with me. It says in one account, and so sometimes when we're going through trials and tribulations, we feel like sometimes God is doing it to us. Uh, it's kind of that 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 type of thinking in our faith is that whatever comes down the pike, God's doing it. And I'm going to say this to you. No, there's things that we do that can open the doors to things. It's not all God. But back in that day, they believed everything that came their way, it was, it was God that was ordaining it. But they didn't know anything about the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. They didn't have a revelation of that. Amen. But we do. So we know that, that, that all good gifts comes from the Father of lights above. So if it's not good, it's not God. I'm preaching today. If it's not good, it's not God. Amen? And so we see here, picking up at Ruth 1, 8 and 9, we see here that Naomi, 
uh, is trying to get her, her two daughters-in-laws to go back home to their families so that they could find men. And so it says in Ruth 1, 8 and 9, And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house. The Lord will deal kindly with you, and you have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So he, she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. So what uh, Naomi, you know, in that culture, uh, in that culture that the, the uh, you know, the, the, the daughters-in-laws were really supposed to stick with, with their mother-in-law if, if, in that situation. And, um, but, but Naomi said, no, you gave, gave them a way out. And so we see here that, that uh, it says in Ruth 1, 15 and 17, and she said, uh, one of the daughters-in-laws went, went back. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But, but Ruth here, this is really powerful. Uh, Ruth makes a covenant with Naomi. And Ruth says, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you. For, every, for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. When you die, I will die. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Think about that. That is so powerful. Have you ever made a covenant with God? Glory to God. Have you ever promised that you were going to do something, and then you go back on your promise? (laughs) Amen. Back then, people's word was their bond. She was saying, listen, if I don't stick with you, then God can just kill me. Oh, I'm preaching today. Sometimes our word, our words today, we say something, but we don't follow through like we, I'm preaching. We don't follow through like we need to. But back then, she made a covenant with Naomi. And, and so Naomi and, and Ruth is coming back. And, and Naomi doesn't, uh, doesn't realize that Ruth is the blessing to Naomi, that God has not abandoned her. That God had not dealt her a raw hand. That, that even though things may look bad in your life, God, get, when you get a setback, get ready to step back and come back. I'm going to say it again. When you get a setback, step back and get ready to come back. So j- just listen, it's not over yet. And to Naomi, it was over. But God was working something, a miraculous thing. And, and Naomi couldn't see it through Ruth. See, see, Ruth represents the faithfulness of God. And God is faithful. It may not look like he's faithful. It may, think, it may seem like things aren't working out. And the enemy's always trying to get you to think God is not faithful. He is faithful to his word. And, and whatever he, what the Bible says, when, he, when his word goes forth, it will not return void. God is faithful, and he's faithful to you, and he's faithful to me. Amen? And so we see this, that she made a covenant, and, and, so, and then we realize that she started uh, gleaming, and this is what poor people did, is they would gleam in the fields um, uh, and, and get some of the barley and all that, and so she, she would pick it up. But Boaz was the, was the owner of the field, and Boaz was a relative, which is amazing, she was led in the field of Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi. And, uh, and so Boaz took notice of her, found out about her, 
and started giving her uncommon favor because she heard about her faithfulness to Naomi. She heard about her leaving her family. She heard about, you know, uh, uh, her forsaking the gods of, of the Moabite gods and, 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 and putting her trust and faith in God Almighty. You know, I, I, I preached this message when I proposed to Yen uh, uh, at church many years ago. Because Yin had to leave her family, you know, the Buddhist tradition and all that. And she came, stepped out and, 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 and I mean, it was amazing. So you remember that, Yin? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I'm getting some kudos. Amen. And, uh, and, so, and, so, and so Yin, really, Yin, uh, it was all uh, set up. And uh, Yin seems to have more relationships with American people than with Vietnamese people. Amen. And uh, but God is so good. She she was bullied as a kid from the Vietnamese people because she had an accent. Amen. Is that right? Amen. But uh, so so this is amazing. Boaz was a wealthy landowner, and I'm going to say this: your faithfulness will bring you into wealth. I'm preaching today. I'm preaching today. Your faithfulness will bring you into a wealthy place in God. And so she had nothing. Uh, uh, Ruth had nothing. They, they were just gleaming the fields. And Boaz heard about her faithfulness. And, and she, because Ruth came to Boaz and said, why are you treating me so well? Because Boaz said uh, to his men, drop more stuff down for her. Give her this. Bless her and all that. And he said, because I heard about how faithful you are uh, to Naomi. And what you did, and that's why I'm blessing you. Woo, glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so her faithfulness made her into into a place where she married Boaz. They got together and got married. And and she ended up getting getting super blessed. And her son was, uh, uh, and Boaz was uh, 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 the son of Rahab the harlot. Amen. Is that amazing? And then, then she, uh, she begot uh, Obed, which was the father of Jesse, and Jesse is the father of King David. Think about that. So she, so, so, uh, so we're, we're looking at we're looking at um, Ruth uh, that that uh, was in the lineage of Jesus. And what's amazing about this was both. Ladies, you got the Jericho woman, Rahab the harlot. She didn't have a covenant, but she got a covenant through faith. Amen. And you look at uh, the Moabitess woman. She didn't really have a covenant either, but she got a covenant by faith. See, see, that's why Jesus said even the tax collectors, even the prostitutes will make it into the kingdom of God before the people of God, uh, the, the Pharisees, because, they, because they, they are able to understand that they need a God that can set them free. I love that because, because Rahab the harlot, they, they mentioned that. and said, why do they have to keep saying harlot? Why don't they say Rahab the Jericho woman, right? Because God touches people with a, with a past that's not too good. And just, just because you have a shaky past, that doesn't mean you're going to have a shaky future. Just because your past, your past was a little shaky and you've done some things wrong in the past. Well, keep the past in the past. Old things have passed away and all things are new. Let it go. 
I almost preach this every year. You know, maybe you weren't the best parents and your, and your parent and, 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 and your kids are already grown up. Amen. And they're not doing too well. Well, don't beat yourself up. You only could do what you know you could do at the time that you did it. I can't repeat that. Amen. In other words, you only know what you know. If you knew now what you knew then, you would do it differently. Is that right? But you didn't know now. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You, you know now what to do. But you, as I always start, say, you can start doing something good now. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So it says here, so, so Ruth, mother of faithfulness, Proverbs 28.20 says this way, A faithful man will abound in blessings. A faithful man will abound in, I like the first part of it. A faithful man will abound in blessings. Luke 16.10 says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust in much. Amen. We, and so if you're faithful in the little, God will give you more. If you're faithful in taking care of one baby, God may give you a second baby. I, I'm preaching today. Amen. And, and, and um, uh, in Luke 16, 11, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, money, who will commit to you trust and true riches? So if you're going to be a, a person of faith, a lady of faith, a woman of faith, man of faith, you got, you got to give God your heart. And when you give God your heart, you're tithing and giving offerings into the kingdom. Amen. That's good two amens on that. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I thank you for those amens. Amen. The tithers and amen are, are blessed. Amen. Because he says he will pour the windows of, uh, out from heaven and give you a blessing you cannot even contain. Uh, the third key is mothers, uh, uh, that mothers are prayer warriors. You know, you got to be a prayer warrior. You got to learn to pray. Uh, you know, there, there are times that Yin prayed. There are times that we had a, uh, some difficulties with Christian. She would be up in, in the middle of the night working with Thank God I was sleeping. But the mothers, they always seem to get all the hard work. Amen. I, I, Pastor Dave, don't do, we don't, I don't do good without sleep. I need sleep. Amen. And it seems like Yin can o- operate in three hours of sleep, but not me. But amen. And so she would pray. We were praying. Christians got better. There was times a Christian couldn't even sleep through the night. And so now he sleeps through the night. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it, 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 I'm telling you, it, it's, it's much better. Our prayers were answered. And God is looking at our prayers. He's not forgetting our prayers, mothers. He's, he, he is, you know, our prayers are, you know, when they go up to God, they go into a vial. And when it, that vial gets full, I believe, I believe that's when you get the answered prayer. Amen. We just got to keep praying. Amen. So prayer can change destiny and create legacy for your family. I'm going to say it again. Prayer can create destiny for your family and a legacy for your family. Can change your destiny. We know Hannah, uh, uh, and I call her uh, Hannah, a woman of prayer. Uh, Hannah was a woman that was married to a man, and back then they had polygamy, which means you could marry more than one uh, woman. A man could marry more than one woman. And uh, that's why one religion really took off, because they started preaching polygamy, and that's why I got real big, amen? The Mormon religion. And now they don't preach that anymore, I don't think, because they know it's against the law. But, uh, but back in the day, the guy that created it, he, he, was, he, he preached polygamy. But God's not in polygamy. He's not in that. But back then, it was Old Testament. 
So it was, it was different rules and regulations. And Hannah, uh, Hannah had a, uh, uh, the other lady that was married to her husband would heckle her because she had kids and Hannah was barren. And every time she would just heckle Hannah and say, look at me, I got these kids, you got nothing. But, uh, but uh, Hannah's husband loved her. It appeared that Hannah's, uh, Hannah's husband loved her more than his other wife because he would give her a double portion of food and all that. He even said, am I, am I not you know, better than 10 sons? You know, I guess he thought pretty highly of himself. And, uh, and so Hannah's husband, uh, <laughs> not better than 10 sons because she was, she was down and depressed. So she ended up in the temple praying on First Samuel uh, uh, one twelve through eight. Uh, well, one nine through eleven, and she and she was praying, and uh, she and she made a covenant with with the Lord. And it says here, so Hannah in First Samuel one nine through eleven. So Hannah rose as they have finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting at the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayer to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And so if you, if you study the story out, Eli was there. She was praying, but she was distraught. She was speaking words, but, but Eli couldn't hear, hear any words coming out of her mouth because she was such in anguish and distraught in prayer. Have you ever been in prayer where you've been in, in anguish? That, that you were crying out to God, that you said, God, you got to do something. you got to move. He is. And I'm telling you, 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 God hears the cries of his people. And he's hearing our cries, and, and, he, and he heard the cry, amen, of Hannah. And, 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 the, and Eli said, thought she was drunk and said, put your wine away. <laughs> Eli wasn't too spiritual at that time. Eli got really corrected, amen. Uh, and so, and so but, but then, then he realized, she said, I'm not drunk, I, I'm just in distraught. And he said, okay, may God answer your prayer. He messed up. But he agreed with her that, that God would answer her. And she uh, conceived a boy named Samuel. And she raised Samuel up in the admonition of the Lord. And she, and she uh, brought Samuel, once he was weaned, to the temple. And she gave Samuel uh, to Eli to be trained as a priest and a prophet. And Samuel, become one, he became one of the greatest prophets in Israel. The Bible says his words never fell to the ground. But this was an amazing thing. Uh, the, the Bible actually says that God had grace on her. In 1 Samuel 2, 1, it says, because she did sow her child into the kingdom. That would have been hard for any parent to do. And it says, and the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the chi- child Samuel grew before the Lord. So, so when she was barren. She had, she had no children. She made a covenant. Somebody say, make a covenant. She, she made a covenant 
with God Almighty. And she made that covenant that she was going to sow her child into, into the, the kingdom of God, into the service of the Lord. Parents, when you bring your children to church and, and they're coming to Sunday school and they're learning about God, you're making a covenant that they're going to be people of faith and they're going to grow up and do great and mighty things because God's going to be with them. Parents, you have a part, not just bringing them to Sunday morning service, but you have a part in in inspiring their faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so so she she sowed one child and received five kids back. And the number five means grace. So she was super blessed with her sacrifice. You can't outgive God. God will always come back with a blessing in, 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 in our lives. And so, and so prayers can bring us out of barrenness of life and bring a fruitful life into each one of us. When we're praying the right prayers and making declarations, amen? And so we know that the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. James five sixteen says this way, uh, uh, the, the, the second part of it, it says confess your tr- trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And then he says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes a uh, uh, righteous man avails much or makes tremendous power available. And so our prayers, I'm going to say this. If you're in Christ, you are righteous. You're in right standing with God and your prayers, ladies, men, your prayers can make a difference. For the kingdom of God. And, and my last point, and I'm trying to, trying to finish this up. My last point is, is Mary, mother of faith. So we can't end this, the mothers of faith, without including Mary, the mother of Jesus. And Mary uh, was an amazing woman. And, uh, and the uh, angel, in Luke 1, 26-28, the angel Gabriel came and appeared to, to, to Mary and, and said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And so, and so, and so, so the, the angel revealed the heart of God towards Mary. And then it, it says here uh, in, 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 in Luke one twenty six that Mary was a virgin. We know that, that it was an immaculate conception, that she, she didn't have any relations with, with any natural men. But it was the Holy Spirit that came upon Mary, amen, so, so that, that impregnated her. And so we see here that she was a virgin. And if you're going to walk in the power of God, you've got to walk in purity. I'm preaching today. If you're going to walk in the power of God, ladies, you're going to need to walk in purity. Amen. In other words, you've got you to make sure that you're, 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 you're keeping your life separated from worldliness. The Bible says, you know, if we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. I'm preaching today. We can't fall in love with the world or the world's ways or how the world does things. No, the Bible says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. Notice it says here your bodies are holy and acceptable. That means that your body's owned by God. It's owned by right of creation, and it's owned, number two, by the blood of Jesus. So you're owned twice over. So you don't have a right to do with what you want with your body. I'm preaching today. 
In other words, your body needs to be set apart for the use of God. Amen. And then he says here, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. And so and so here it says here when 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 the angel said what was going to happen to her. It says here in verse, I believe, 38, it says that Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So we see here that Mary didn't think too highly of herself. She called herself a maidservant. And if you're going to be a powerful person of God, you got to stay humble. I'm preaching today. If you're going to be a powerful person of God, you can't get too high and mighty. You got, you know, you got, you got to keep your feet on the ground, keep reaching for the stars. You, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got to, got to keep, keep a good attitude, amen. Not thinking that you're better than anybody else, because none of us are better than anybody, amen. And so we, we see this that that she walked in humility, and uh, it says in, in Romans twelve three, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but he ought to. Think Think soberly as God has dealt with each one a measure of faith. So we all have gifts and abilities and talents, but let's not get too caught up. Yin, don't get your head too big because you are a five-talent woman. Amen? I don't think she's a very humble person. And, um, and so we need to continue to keep our feet on the ground. Amen? If we're going to walk in faith, we need, uh, if we're going to walk like Mary walked, she, she was the mother of faith. Uh, she said, according to your word, let it be done unto me. So, so if you're going to be a person of faith, you're going to have to take God by his word. You're going to have to believe God no matter what the circumstances look like. You're going to have to believe that God's working on your children even though it looks like the devil's working harder. I'm preaching. Sometimes it seems like the devil's winning in their lives. No, God's winning. No, God's, God's setting them up for, for victory. They're going to come to the end of their... If you came to the end of yourself and you're here today... They're going to eventually come to the end of themselves. Something's going to happen. They're coming back to God. Some of your wayward kids are coming back from God. You may, I'm telling you, God, you're praying for your kids every day. I know you parents. And God is hearing your prayers and they're coming back. The devil, where grace abounds, where, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Where the devil abounds in our children's life, God's grace and his power to set them free abounds greater. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, the devil can't have our children, glory to God. They, they might be working on them right now, but they're coming to a place, and like you came to a place, where you can't do it anymore. You can't live that life anymore. You can't live that, that, that wretched life. You, you got to a point where you got tired of a wretched life. It was time to get, to get holy. It was time to get God in your life. It was say, I'm done with it. You might have made some decrees. I made a decree. I, I would never go to a bar again. I'll never go step into a club again. Amen? Why? Because I used to be, be the party guy. Amen? I used to love going to the clubs and, and, and shaking it out. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? One of these, you know. So praise God. But I, but I remember that one last time I was in the club, I almost got beat up. I was a Christian. I was saved. And I, and I was single. And when you're single and you got time on your hands, then that's the devil's workshop. 
And I thought maybe I can go to the bar club. I'll be all right. And somebody almost beat me up in that club. And I walked out. I said, man, I woke up in such a great mood. I don't know what happened. And man, I left there with no scars. Thank God. It was by God's grace. I felt like the Holy Spirit said, get back home and read your Bible, you know. <laughs> Get back home, study the word. <laughs> because the world, you know, Paul said, I'm crucified to the world. And he said, the world is crucified to me. In other words, we're not going back. We're not going back. You know, Jesus said, you know, a person that goes back in those things is like a, a dog that, go, that eats his vomit. Ugh. That's a terrible thought, isn't it? And we don't want to be like a dog eating our vomit. We don't go back to those things. No, no, we stay in faith. We press on. We're people of faith. We forge on. We don't quit. We don't retreat. We keep moving forward in God. I'm telling you, if you in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. In Hebrews 10, 38, he says, that now, there, now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So we see that Mary had great faith. And we see that if you're going to be an influencer in the end days, and you're going to be a mother of faith, a person of faith, you're going to have to have some courage, glory to God. You're going to have to walk in faithfulness, glory to God. You're going to have to be a prayer warrior. And you're going to have to walk in faith that you're not allowing the circumstances of life to dictate what you're going to do in this life. No, we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. That We are justified every day by our faith. And you just got to keep taking steps of faith in your families. Keep taking steps of faith in your prayers, in your actions. And you're going to see, I guarantee it, the blessings of God on your lives. Do you believe it today? Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. I thank you, Father, for the faithful people out here, the faithful mothers and fathers and those that are uh, hearing me and watching me on on video. And uh, praise God, this is the day, the Bible says, the day of salvation. I never want to end a service without giving an altar call. And And maybe you're here in the audience, maybe you're watching online and you have not made a decree, a covenant with God. You haven't asked Jesus into your heart. Well, today the Bible says it's the day of salvation. Today is the day to do it. So I want to encourage you. You might be at a place where you feel like you're at the end of your rope. Well, God can give you more rope through faith. So this, I I want you to say this out loud and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus You died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.